Hello and welcome to The Life of Riley from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Starts with D and ends with T. That's the greatest suds discovery in 2,000 years. Dress brings you The Life of Riley. Dress, D-R-E-F-T. Dress, Procter & Gamble's sudsing miracle for washing silks, woolens, nylons, dishes, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. a while, Chester A. Riley comes to the conclusion that he's losing the love of his wife, Peg. This time, our story... This time, our story starts with a chair, an old corduroy-covered Morris chair, which Riley's mother gave them 17 years ago for a wedding present. Every evening, Riley, with a sigh of satisfaction, would settle down in his old Morris chair. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Darn that spring. Poor Morris is getting old. And then a few days ago, Riley had a birthday, and his wife presented him with a brand new chair, a modern one, covered in leather and equipped with the latest style air cushion. This chair didn't go. <laughs> Instead, whenever Riley sat down, it went... <laughs> and whenever he stood up, it went... <laughs> ah, what a chair. It ain't every wife would give her husband a gorgeous chair like this. That's because she's so crazy about me. Ah, she's a lucky woman. <laughs> the days passed, and Riley was a happy man, secure in the knowledge that his wife adored him. Until one night, Riley and his wife and their neighbor, Jim Gillis, were on their way home from the movies. Oh, my, I enjoyed that movie, didn't you, Mr. Gillis? Oh, yeah, I'm a fiend for them pictures about the olden days. I get a kick out of seeing all them aristocrats. The dukes with their duchesses, and the barons with their baronesses, and the counts with their discounts. <laughs> Well, I liked the movie, okay, but, but there was one part that wasn't true to life. What part? Well, you know, that big scene at the end where all them servants are standing around. All of a sudden, the Duke, right, right in front of the dame he loves, takes off his hat with the built-in broom and starts sweeping the floor. He wasn't sweeping, he was bowing. Oh. They were very polite in those days. Oh, yeah, the men spent half of their time bowing. Well, <laughs> they never got me to do that. Not with all them knights standing around with those lances. <laughs> If you ask me, all that bowing's a lot of bunk. A fella can be polite without rubbing his chin on the floor. Well, just the same, the average man could take a few lessons on how to treat a woman politely. You hear that, Riley? She means you. Me? <laughs> You're crazy, Gillis. Peg, tell Gillis how polite I am. Go on, tell him. Oh, let's change the subject. No, hey, you see, Riley? Your wife don't want to embarrass you. She's a gentleman. <laughs> well, sure she's a gentleman, and she learned it from me. You sure got a nerve, Gillis, telling me I ain't polite. Oh, now, but... calm down, dear. Yeah, why get excited, Riley? Supposing I did say you got bad manners. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I don't want it to get around. <laughs> Who's got bad manners? Why, you... Riley, look, you... there's our boss. Hey, we missed it. Come on, let's make a run for it. Hey, wait a minute, wait. Hold it. Hey, hold it, Riley. Hold, hold it. it. Hold it, Riley. Hold it, Riley. There ain't another bus for an hour. And look, just what I expected. All the women are standing and all the men are sitting. Every one of them. Well, there's a woman sitting. That's the bus driver. 
Well, anyway, Gillis, I'm always polite to women. Oh, who are you trying to kid? I seen the way you treat Peg. Oh, is that so? Well, I'm wonderful to her. I got one policy. I treat my wife the way I would any stranger. <laughs> That's the trouble. Do you ever go out of your way to show her a little common courtesy? I show her the most common courtesy. <laughs> Do you ever open a door for her? Help her around with her coat? Or take her arm when she's crossing the street? Gillis, that stuff's not for married people. That's for people who are in love. You mean you don't love your wife? No, no, I'm crazy about her. She's a wonderful wife, one in a million. Wives like mine don't hang from trees. Well, if you love her, why don't you show it? Now, you take me. I'm a thoughtful husband. Two, three times a week, I sneak into my house, put my hands over my wife's eyes, give her a kiss and say, guess who? Uh, well, well, that wouldn't work with my wife. She's no good at guessing. your way, but don't say I didn't warn you. It's the little things that count with women. And one of these days, your wife's liable to get fed up with you. Well, you ain't scaring me, Gillis. I'm polite enough for my peg. That's what you think. All right, you don't believe me. We'll ask her if I ain't always considerate. Hey, Dublin, Gillis here says that, uh... Hey, Peg. Hey, where are you, Peg? Holy smoke, I didn't wait for her to catch the bus. <laughs> Here comes the bus, Gillis, at last. Peg must be on this one. Yeah, well, so long, Peg. No, wait a minute, Gillis. Oh, no, not me. After what you done to Peg, I'd rather face the wildest beast. So I'm going home to my wife. <laughs> so long, Riley. See you in the hospital. Gillis, wait a minute. Don't leave me. Wait, you... Darling, let me help you down. Thanks, sweetheart. Oh. Uh, excuse me. I... I thought you... Oh, here you are, Dumplin'. But well, where did you disappear to? Where did I? Well, of all the... Wait, Dumplin', wait. You want to be ashamed of yourself, running off like that and leaving me a block behind. Some gentleman. But, Dumplin', it was a natural mistake. Natural? Apparently, you never heard of the expression, ladies first. But this was a bus, not a sinking ship. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dumplin', it won't happen again. I'll be polite from now on. I promise. Here, here, take my arm while we walk home, eh? We are home. Wait, let me open the door for you. I've got it open. Well, then let me carry you across the threshold, huh? So, slams the door right in my face. Nice manner. Oh, well, she'll cool off in a little while. Forget all about it. Are you sure, Riley? Who said that? I did. You remember me. I'm your conscience. I don't see you. Of course not. I'm in your head. That's a lie. There's nothing in my head. <laughs> There's nothing in my head. Riley, Gillis was right. Keep on treating Peg the way you are and you'll lose her. Oh, who are you kidding? I, I treat her nice. Oh, come, come. Be honest. What about the bus just now? Oh, you, you were there? Of course I was. <laughs> Everywhere you go, I go. When you get on the bus, I get on the bus. Why don't you pay the fair one? <laughs> we're talking about you. And Peg, that sweet woman, giving you the best years of her life. When have you ever shown her any courtesy? Well, lots of times. Uh, Name what? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking of her. Like like when my son Junior was going to be born and it was time for Peg to go to the hospital. Who ran to the drugstore in a raging blizzard to phone for a taxi? Your mother. 
Well, hold on to the nickel. Never mind that. I'm talking about common, ordinary, everyday courtesy. When there's only one meatball left on the platter, do you let her have it? Well... When there's only one chair, do you let her have it? Ah, that's where I got you. Just yesterday we were in a place and there was only one chair and I let her have it instead of me. That was at the dentist. (laughs) Face the facts, Riley. Admit you've been thoughtless and inconsiderate to your wife. Well, okay, you win. I admit it. I'm a beast. You want to lose your wife's love? No, no, no. I can't live without her. She's the most wonderful... Then mend your ways. Start being polite. Polite? Well, okay, I, I, I will. Uh, how do I start? Well, it's the little things that women appreciate. Cultivate little gestures, like standing up when she enters the room, or when she leaves. Did you ever do that? Uh, no, my, my feet hurt. <laughs> I got cheap arch support. That's no excuse. No, you're right. I'm going right in and tell Peg how polite I'm going to be. No, don't tell her anything. Let your deeds speak for themselves. Yeah, that's a better idea. I'll cultivate myself and grow on her. Yes. She'll notice the change in you. And she'll change, too. She'll become more affectionate, more tender, loving. Oh, I can hardly wait. From now on, I'm going to be a perfect gentleman. I'll, I'll keep my coat on at the table. I'll stand up when she comes into the room or goes out. And when there's only one meatball left, we'll split it. Yes, madam, it's me. Uh, oh, Dumplin', sweetheart, you still mad at me? Please, don't be mad. Well, I'll overlook it this time. But next oh, time... Oh, don't worry, there won't be no next time. From now on, I'm... <laughs> but you'll see. All right. How about dinner? Oh, is grub ready? Uh, pardon the crude expression. I meant to say, is grub being served? <laughs> Not for a while yet. Sit down and relax, dear. Well, why don't you sit down? Uh, you sit down first. Riley, I haven't got time to play games. Well, I better go take a look at the rose. Ah, she's going. Now it's okay to sit. Oh, I love this chair. Now I think I'll take a look at the paper and see what's happening in this busy old world. Where's Joe Palooka? Oh, here it is. <laughs> Dinner will be ready in just a moment. What's the matter? Why'd you jump up? Why, just nothing. Well, well, would you like to sit in this chair you got me? Well, why? Isn't it comfortable? Oh, no, no, it's comfortable. I, I just thought... If that's it... your chair, I'll sit on the sofa. Okay, then I'll sit here. Oh, this Mother, I bathed the... Ro- oh, hello, Daddy. What? <laughs> Good evening, daughter Beth. Well, for heaven's sake, Riley, why are you so fidgety? Can't you sit still for a minute without jumping up? Oh, I'm dead. I just gotta sit down. Yeah, let, let's all sit down. Oh, Bab, did you turn the oven heat down to 300? Oh, I don't remember. I'll go and see. <laughs> oh, no. You sit there, dear. Uh, yeah, sit there, Bab. I'll go see. <laughs> oh, no, Mother, you rest. me look. Uh, I might as well set the table, too. Oh, I better give her a hand. There you go again. My goodness, can't you relax? I'll call you when dinner's ready. Whew. 
thank heaven they're gone. I never figured if you want to be a gentleman, you got to wear out the seat of your pants. Mother, are you sure Daddy doesn't like the new chair you bought him? I'm positive. Didn't you notice last night he didn't sit in that chair for one solid minute? Kept fidgeting all evening, getting up and sitting down and getting up again. Why, I didn't realize he found it so uncomfortable. But he would have told you. Well, after all, it was his birthday gift. He wouldn't want to hurt my feelings. Mm, it's too bad. But you can't return the chair now, can you? Yes, I can. I phoned the store and they said it'd be all right. They'll call for it today. But Daddy won't have a chair. Well, I'll get the old one down from the attic. Oh, Mother, it's a wreck. Well, I put that flowered crease on slip cover on it. It'll look brand new. But that broken spring. Whenever I have company, they all make jokes about it. Yes, it is pretty awful, but if your father misses it, there's no sense making him unhappy. Mm, I suppose you're right. Aren't men weird? Mm. Not all men, dear. Just your father. Easy now, Max. Watch that step. This chair sure is heavy. Hey, you're way to play. What, what's the idea? Where are you going with my new chair? Taking it back to the store. Out of the way, mister. But, but you can't do that. Sorry, mister. We got our orders. Never mind orders. You take orders from the boss of this house. The lady said to take it back. Well, go on. You got your orders. <laughs> okay, Joe. Let's go. I don't understand. She's sending it back. My, my birthday gift. Why? You know why, Riley. Oh, it's you, conscience. Why don't you leave me alone? I'll never leave you alone. I'll always be right here inside your head. All right. Stay there. But you'll be sorry. One of these days, I'll stick my head in a cement mixer. Don't avoid the subject, Riley. Why did Peg return that chair to the store? Well, uh, well, uh, the, the, the chair was yellow. It clashed with my complexion. Yellow and green don't clash. <laughs> Answer my question. Well, it uh, was the air cushion. It, it made a dress. She was afraid I'd get pneumonia. You don't sit on your chest. Answer my question. She don't love me anymore? Oh, you do know why, don't you? Because I wasn't polite to her all these years. You didn't realize how important politeness is if you want to hold a woman. That's where I made my big mistake. I always thought being good-looking was enough. <laughs> Riley, we're talking about you. But I tried to reform. Too late? No, no, it ain't too late. I'll show you. She'll give me another chance. It's no use. Her love is cold. Well, I'll warm it up again. You'll see. Where is she? I'll... Look. Look, a new chair. You were wrong. She still loves me. Wait, don't jump at conclusions. No, this proves it. She gave back the yellow chair and got this one because it's more beautiful. It's gorgeous. Look at that cover and all those flowers. There's something strange about this chair, right? Oh, shut up. Peg loves me. This chair proves it. Now, stop pestering me. I want to try it out. I bet it's even more comfortable than... <laughs> What a revolting development this is. In a moment, Draft will bring you the second act of the life of Riley. Mrs. Riley's humming it. Babs is singing it. Women from coast to coast are repeating it. Yes, I mean our new draft march. Ready? Draft. Draft. Draft 
wash your dishes and oh, how they shine. Shine without wiping in half of the time and look bright. Right. So don't you get left, get dressed. Sure, join the march to dress. Procter & Gamble's amazing suds discovery that gets dishes so clean they shine even without wiping. It makes glasses sparkle, polished or not. Before the war, millions of women tested this wonderful new kind of suds. They agreed dress, the greatest suds discovery in 2,000 years. Just imagine, dressed is the first suds in history to wash dishes without leaving cloudy streaks that have to be polished off. That's where dress is different from soap. Dress's rich suds rinse clear, so dishes and glasses sparkle, towel or no towel. Another thing, no soap in the world gets rid of grease the way dress does. And yet, dress kind of hands. First thing Monday, get dressed in a bright green package. See how Procter & Gamble's sudsing miracle dress makes dishes shine even without wiping. Don't get less, get dressed. Now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Well, this time, poor Riley's trouble started with a birthday present, an easy chair which his wife bought him. Having resolved to be more polite and gentlemanly in the future, Riley kept jumping up every time his wife or daughter entered or left the room. This convinced Mrs. Riley that the new chair wasn't comfortable, so she returned it and replaced it with his old broken Morris chair. And now, sensitive Riley thinks he's lost her love, but he's keeping it to himself. But, Babs, if the old chair makes your father happy... I know it does, Mother, but it doesn't go with the rest of the furniture. Well, I thought the slipcover was very pretty. Well, the slipcover's fine, but the chair's such an eyesore. Well, it's not as bad as all that. You'll just have to put up with it. Where'd you ever get it, anyway? Well, it was a wedding gift from your father's mother. <sighs> it's so out of place. Every time I look at it, it makes me what is it, Conscience? How long are you going to sit out here on the porch? I'm cold. <laughs> oh, leave me alone, Conscience. My peg don't love me no more, and I can't blame her. I'm a failure as a husband. Poor Riley. It may not be as bad as you think. Maybe there's still a chance. Peg's in the kitchen. Ask her to forgive you. She's done it before. That's right. She's the forgiving kind. I remember on our wedding day when I missed the train and she had to go on our honeymoon without me. <laughs> She didn't seem to mind at all. Then go on. Go to her at once. Yeah, I'll go. Well, open the door and go in. Yeah, okay. No, wait. They're talking. Well, that's beside the point, Babs. Think of your father. They're talking about you, Riley. Yeah. After all, Babs, I can't stand the ugly old thing either. <laughs> but I guess I'll just have to make the best of it. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I'll give up potatoes. And pastry, too. You stay out of this. There's nothing I can do. After all, I am his wife. For 17 years, Mother, how on earth did you stand it? I thought you had better taste. Now, don't blame me. Blame his mother. My father's to blame, too. I bet you didn't. Riley, did you look in the living room? The chair. Yeah, I saw it. Well, I decided... That's all right. You don't have to say any more. I got what's coming to me. Now, excuse me, I'm busy. Well, did you ever see such a conceited man? Oh, I never...
never thought a thing like this would happen. My own wife and my own daughter. The way I feel now, I'd like to go away someplace and never come back. May I make a suggestion? Uh, who's that? Is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Oh, I didn't see you, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. What are you doing around here, Digger? Just passing by. I've just attended the most impressive ceremony. We unveiled the tombstone of a colleague of mine. The epitaph inscribed on it touched me deeply. Well, what did the epitaph say? This one is on me. <laughs> but you seem troubled, my friend. Oh, Digger, it's my wife. Ah, wife can be a problem. Now, you take my wife, Brunhilda. She has a most annoying habit. At the dinner table, she serves me first and says, Here, Odell, dig in. <laughs> but in spite of that, I adore my wife. She's okay. Well, I love mine too, but the trouble is she don't love me. You see, I was never polite to her. Oh, politeness is most important, especially in our profession. For instance, whenever I've completed a business transaction, I shake hands, and with a cheerful smile, I say, thank you, call again. Well, I tried making it up to my wife by being extra polite, but I, I guess it's hopeless. Never say that. In our profession, we have a theoretic. Though troubles beset him and worries besiege him and fate may harry him, a man may be down, but he's never out until they carry him. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Ah, if only you could make one supreme beau geste. No, 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 I'm no good at telling jokes. No, I mean one extravagant gesture of gallantry, like the one Sir Walter Raleigh made for good Queen Bess. He won her eternal love. Yeah, well, what did he do? He threw a cloak across a puddle so the Queen should not wet her dainty feet. That did it. It did? Well, if he can do it, so can I. Riley, you're not serious. Yes, I am. I'll try anything to win back, Peg, and I'll do it, too. All I need is a puddle. Well, I hope you know what you're doing. Go find a puddle. But remember, if you get in too deep, even I won't be able to pull you out. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Don't worry, it stopped raining. But it's liable to start again any minute. Let's go back home. No, no, no. Oh, all right then. Come on, let's cross here. No, no, not there. You want to get killed? That's a pedestrian lane. <laughs> let's cross here. All right, come on. Wait, there's a puddle. Well, that's all right. I'll step over it. Oh, no, no, not my little wife. Here, allow me. Riley, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to put this coat across it so my darling queen shouldn't get her cookies wet. You must be out of your mind. There you are. Step on it, Queenie. And remember, it's through the courtesy of Sir Chester Riley. You! You! Oh! I could actually hit you. But, darling, but... How could you be so... So... Look what you've done. Well, sweetheart, I was only being polite. Like, like you know, Sir Walter Riley. He put a coat over the puddle and the Queen loved him for it. I only did what he did. Yes, but you used my coat. <laughs> but, 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 but... But, 
Oh, hello, dear. Is dinner... Mother, the new chair you got is back again. Yes, this afternoon. I phoned the store, and luckily they still had it. But Daddy doesn't... I don't care. After what he did to my coat last night, I'm not going to worry about his comfort anymore. I want a new chair in the living room, and you'll just have to put up with it, even if he hates it. Hey, hey! Uh-huh, now for the firewood. I'm ready for him. Yes? Oh, Peg, are you still... Oh, Douglas, the new chair, you got it back. It works. You love me after all. What a revolting development this is. Now, where do you ladies who like pretty lingerie, silk, stockings, fluffy woolen? Draft Suds offers you brighter, fresher, safer cleaning for those nice washables than any suds before in history. Yes, draft your stockings after every wearing, and they'll look lovelier and wear longer. In fact, draft keeps stockings looking sheer as new. Draft your undies, too. Draft gentle suds keep lingerie colors bright and sparkling, washing after washing. And your nice new woolen, sweaters, and baby things. With draft, they'll look softer and fluffier than ever before. You see, draft is different from soap. All soaps leave a dulling soap deposit in fabrics, no matter how thoroughly you rinse them. But Draft's amazing suds rinse clear, leave pretty washables looking their loveliest. See for yourself. Get that bright green package of Draft. Sure, don't get less. Get Draft. But, Riley, why didn't you tell me what you were up to? Well, when it comes to politeness, action speaks louder than deeds. And now, wilt thou honor me with a kiss, beloved? <laughs> All right, Sir Walter. But will you do me one favor? Anything, anything. Don't forget, from now on, I'm a gentleman. What's the favor? Don't be a gentleman. Just be yourself. No sooner said than done. Come on, pucker up, sir. Procter & Gamble makes a draft for Sudging Miracle for Soaps, Nylons, Woolen Sisters, invites to meet our guests next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix will soon be seen in the Paramount picture Blaze of Noon. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard, music by Lou Kozlov. The script by Reuben Shep, Alan Lipscott, and Jack Brecker. Tonight's cast included Paula Winslow, John Brown, Barbara Eiler, and Frank Nelson. This is Ken Carpenter inviting you to listen again next week to The Life of Riley and reminding you for faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history, use dress. Don't get left, get dressed. Hi there, what glamorous hair? Then listen to this. For lovely shining hair, use Dream Shampoo. For brilliance, glamour, you'll see what we mean. Cause your hair can have that dazzling sheen. The very first time that you use Dream. Never before Dream could any shampoo leave your hair so lustrous, yet so easy to manage. Green is not a soap shampoo, leaves no dull film, as all soaps do. Yes, your hair can have that dazzling sheen. The very first time that you use green. See the National Broadcasting Company.